And you know, we made it through our, our holiday hiatus. Here we go. Welcome everyone to Living Room Sports Talk here. McCauley, we've got the great Zach Rothenberger here. It's, it's, it's weird kind of doing this again. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like kind of looking around. I'm like, all right, well, obviously I'm late, you know, for the production. It's pretty, pretty usual uh, but for the live audience. But uh, yeah, here we are. This is fun. Yeah, no, it feels good. I like I like that holiday hiatus. That sounds uh, yeah. that's catchy. I, I like it. Did you put a lot of thought in that, or did it just kind of? No, yeah, actually, that really just came to mind. You know, ah, just in the moment. That's good. Um, yeah, but you get the good and the bad, right? You might have that, but then you also hear my voice crack. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but did you have a nice little break? Yeah, you know, it felt good. It was uh, get a little uh, feeling rejuvenated. You know, a little deflated on the sports front, but also, you know, I think it's kind of like a lot of weights off your shoulders all of a sudden. You know, it's like it's like a full body hangover when your team just gets eliminated. You know, so. Um, but no, overall, overall, we're doing we're doing well. You know, we got the playoffs coming up. A lot of great sports action, both football and, and every other sports starting up. So. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you know, finally, you know, getting back to, you know, everything being norm, normal. And I, I, dude, I'm sorry. I know. I know the heartaches today. There's, all, yeah. I mean, there's so much to get to in this show. There, there really is, you know. Um, yeah, we'll leave it at that for right now. There's definitely a lot put to that way. I got to ask, did you make it up to see the, uh, the ball drop for New Year's? I did. Did you? That's good. I did. I did. Did you? I fell asleep. I woke up at like 11.50. And then I... My dogs were barking because uh, of the fireworks. So uh, we ended up watching Scarface, the dogs and I. So I love already, by the way, your Uncle Ricky getting the the, the Eagles, the tanking chatter going. Oh, boy. Um, and um, it's funny, we're a lead off of that. So at that point, let me, instead of me just saying, hey, by the way, Zach, did you have a nice New Year's? And I'm like, yeah, Karen, did you? It's like, yeah, dude, it was really nice. Like, all right. No, it's it. Right. Dirty it, was, it was good. It was good. Now let's, let's dive into the, let's dive into the football action. So, um, <laughs> It's basically an all-football show for anyone just joining us tonight. But, uh, yeah, this will be a good one. Uh, so, we'll have obviously, Week 17 recaps. We'll break down the, the playoff picture, especially wild card weekend. Uh, we got Mojo Monday, too. And it's nice to be back, like I said, on the airwaves after after a little little break. So, all right, let's just get back into the swing of it. A little, little uh, limbering up, as they say in the, the podcasting world. Let's do some, let's do some uh, clickbait to get, uh, get started, Zachy. Yeah, sounds good. So as we know, like with the season ending, there's obviously a lot of awards that are going to get get announced, and you know, especially the MVP is the the hot topic, obviously. And uh, um, so Bleacher Report came out basically with a end of the season recap of who they think the MVP. You know, they're predicting the MVP basically, and they run the list down. One loaded up, damn. And uh, you know. Obviously, they have Aaron Rodgers as number one, which is what is rightfully so, in my opinion. But my qualms don't really uh, don't really go with the number one. It's really with how they mentioned that they think Ryan Tannehill should be in the conversation for MVP, and and, uh, and also how they have Derrick Henry as the fourth possible person. But long story short, the issue is is just don't make controversial lists like this. It's just insane, and the fact that anyone would think Ryan Tannehill could be in the MVP conversation. It's just asinine to me. He had a good season, yeah, but he's not in the MVP conversation. So mm. Enough. That's enough. No, it's – I think it's over, and it's hard for me. I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's over. Aaron Rodgers is on the MVP. But uh, – but the tr- it's the truth. You know, Derrick Henry, to me, is the only person you can put right below him. In the, I think Derrick Yeah, Henry I agree. Is competitor. Guy runs for over 2,000 yards. And I don't know if you knew, I think there's only been how many 2,000-yard rushers? Five, eight. six, eight? And yeah. I think – didn't they all win the MVP that year? Or like I, I actually don't know that part. That's, I think five or six, like the majority ended up winning the MVP that season. That but makes I mean, sense. I mean, and, and I feel like most years, 
it's on the table for him. This is, just, I mean, this is just a different year. Yeah, no, it really is. I mean, Aaron Rodgers played lights out this year, so it's hands down him. Yeah, I love it. But there we go. I do. Yeah. So, um, all right, Bounce. So speaking of quarterbacks, instead of me just gushing over everything, uh, it's funny uh, that you know we're obviously going to dive into the Eagles and everything that happened in their game in just a second. But let's uh, let's jump into this first. Why is why why? Oh man, Karen produced the show. Why don't you? I should have looked for this. I'm better than this, Zach. You know that. But you know what? I'm getting better at uh, cleaning this up. So you know, there's that. All right, there we go. <laughs> Clean that up, drop it in there. Look at that. Um, all right. With the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL draft, Philadelphia Eagles select in its picture Justin Fields. Oh my God. <laughs> and saying, Will the Eagles take another quarterback is the name of the headline. Love it. I mean, do you want to take this one just to kind of, I, I have so much to say. Well, just, oh, you know it's funny too. Uncle Ricky helping us clean up the day. It's not for it's, it's we're going back in time. Look at this. Wow, there you I, go. I, I screwed, you have to find these. I actually changed the date. Well, I'm an idiot. All right, look at this. This is our audience helping us out. That's why we love the audience. This is great. Yeah, we're phoning friends here. Oh, Uncle Ricky saving us. Looking out for us, the guardian angel. There you go. Um, Perfect. That was huge. It's so funny. I actually did change that. I'm like, well, that would have been embarrassing if I gotten it wrong. It's like, oh, God. I do that. Do you do that? Like, are you going to put, like, basically, honestly, God, it's, I'm going to usually, it's about April's when I start really getting down the actual year correct. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I think yeah. 2020 was just such a monumental year for numerous reasons. So I just want to get rid of it. So I just put 21 all the time. So, so I like that blackjack, right? Yeah, blackjack. It's a good way to look at it. See, I know, I know I could say that to you because, like, you can understand the, 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 the idea of good luck and mm -hmm. the rhythm of the beat, you know. Yeah. All right. But anyway, let's, let's yeah. get something unlucky for you as a Giants fan. Um, let's talk. Yeah, let's all right. Let's talk about the Sunday night game, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot to break down. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, all right, let me let me. I feel like that like that scene Uncle Bach where he's on the phone in the beginning, like, get it, get it, get it. like, just because, like, I don't know really, really where to go with this because nothing's yeah. particularly good. I mean, you can see obviously the, the Sudfells turnover, so let's. And should we just go there and be like ESPN for a second or, or whatever and, and, and just well, dive into it? Well, I don't, I'll almost give it to you as a Giants fan with the soapbox yeah, here. Sure. Well, I first want to start off by saying huge congratulations to the Washington football team. Everything they went through this offseason um, and everything Ron Rivera went through with, with his cancer treatments and obviously Alex Smith, that incredible journey. You know, it's a phenomenal story. And I, and I hate that this – that that is overshadowed by the controversial, you know, benching of Jalen Hurts, tanking, however you want to call it, in the fourth quarter. So let's just start off with that. I think you would agree, Karen. It's pretty awesome that they won the division. I mean, oh, yeah, 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 nine, get it, but, like, it's pretty incredible everything they've gone through. Alex Smith, Ron Rivera, um, and made, made this happen this season. You know, I, I totally agree. Um I love what the chat's saying, too, that uh, – oh, they're even just calling out the clickbait from the other direction that, you know, they don't think that Justin Fields will be there at six. But, wow. uh, but all right, to get back to your point, <clears throat> the fourth quarter, right, there's – I actually – I think my dad put it best when we were texting about it today. I, I, I There's, like, five things I want to say at once, so I'm going to just try to get it all out. 
I think that this idea that Nate Sudfeld deserved to play is what, what I keep chewing on. I don't get it. And that's the part my dad and I were talking about. Like my dad was saying, it's not CYO. Right. right. I mean, you know, this isn't a high school. I love how he always says he's been here for four years, so he deserves some playing time. What is he, a senior? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's that's what that's what I don't get. That, like, that right, that's what I keep harping on. Because what doesn't add up in my head, and this is not and, and, and I'll, I'll I'll add in this is I'll make this like the stem and then I'll put the branches with the leaves and stuff off of this. But you just went through this whole facade of you know with with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts right like you know it with this like everything had to be fair and everything had to be right right and now it's just like oh well, well he deserves a quarter what <laughs> what like, ironically in the fourth quarter of a game against a division rival you know it, that's what I, and and look I'll I will add this little caveat and I really should just make an entire point from it I might I hate how people are ask asking Doug Peterson, talking to, to just the fan, like great people, like, well, you could have helped the Giants out. You could have helped the Giants out. Did I even go through your mind that if you won that game that you could have helped them out? It's like that. Like, why would they care about that? Like, I yeah, I think that's, that's a pretty I mean, BS seriously. That's a BS question to ask. Right? They don't care about you guys. No offense, and I'm not. No, yeah, we don't care about them. No one cares about exactly. each other in division. It's literally it. it the only time you can link arms with your a foe in your division is literally if it's just, hey, by the way, both of our – you winning, you need to win, I need you to win. That's literally the only way it works. They didn't need to win last night. No. If anything, they need to lose <laughs> to help their draft situation. So, you know what I mean? So, so you can't fault them. You can't uh, – you know, obviously, well, let me take it back. Here's – which actually leads me to my second point. Tanking – it's such an interesting thought, right? Because tanking to me is not playing Miles Sanders, not playing Fletcher Cox, right? Like playing guys where, where I would sit there and say, okay, look, if you could, if you were all 10 and five and, you know, it's like, okay, the winner would be 11 and five and they win the division, right? Then all of a sudden that means something. But the way I look at it is it's not that. And like I, Look, the way I look at it is you're tanking when you're not. I'm like drooling on myself. You're tanking when. Okay, let me take a sip of water real quick. No, because I'm trying to like basically break down the art of tanking, right? Like you're tanking if, or I should say when, you, st- you aren't playing your, your top guys, right? This whole idea, like, okay, so it made sense. All right, look, you're playing your young quarterback, Jalen Hurts. You want to see what you have with them. Why would you hit the brakes on that? Okay, and, and I'm not even saying I'm not even saying in the moment last night. I'm saying I do believe that was their plan, but that makes no sense to make that the plan. The guy was inactive for 15 games. What do you mean he deserves to play? Did he do Nate Sudfield any justice by playing him and seeing? No, and that's what, the other thing. Are you putting it out there? Like, theme all the like. Let's look at all the prisms, if you will, in the box of like why he would play. Okay, well, like you want to see what you have with him. No, you already saw what you have with him. That's why you didn't dress him for 15 games. Right, that's why you let him go, and he came back because no one wanted to sign him. Yeah. Right. So, like, don't give me that. And on top of that, what do you even? Even if that was true, what are you learning by playing him in a fourth quarter of a game and pretty much a loss in a lost season for you? Right. Like what? Yeah. If if it's me, if I'm an Eagles fan. I would have loved to have seen Jalen Hurts down by three in the fourth quarter to try to lead a charge. What about 
what about that picture do you not want to see as an Eagles fan, right? right. Like, and, I, and I think the fans agree, right? So I'm not even calling them out. I'm more just saying yeah. Doug Peterson perspective too. I should say, as a coach, I should say, what what are you looking for? Like what? Because like, I I sit here, I think when I look at meaningless quote unquote games, the first thing I think of, well, they're not meaningless. You can at least get guys reps for the future. You can get this guy who may or may not be your quarterback for the future, which I thought you were still trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. You could get him reps. Like yeah. it, it does that. Like to me, it's the whole principle. Oh, this is a mockery to the sport. It's, it, they should have been more competitive. No, if he if he had started Sudfeld, I would be like, that's fine. That's their own prerogative. It's almost what what the reason why the NFL should be pissed at it. Like, dude, we let you guys tank, but like, why did you have to do it so like weirdly and egregiously? Like, because now on prime time, because now we're asking questions. You know what I mean? It's like, if this is, I, I hate the whole. Well, if it's a one o'clock game, this would have happened. I know that we all know that, but at the same point, it wasn't a one o'clock game. And this doesn't really happen where you play a guy for three quarters, a young quarterback that you're trying to see something with. And then he's yanked the, the the plug on him in a meaningful moment. Yeah. Right? That builds confidence in a young quarterback. I feel like if you leave him in, if he goes back and leads the victory, I think it builds trust and confidence in your team, too, that, hey, you know, we're going to play hard. We want to win. This is a winning mentality, not um, not a losing mentality type of culture we have here. We're not thinking about that. And I think Seth Joyner said it perfectly. Drafting a guy versus sixth overall or tenth overall, that's not going to be that much of a – culture changer in the locker room, right? Wasn't that what he said, Karen? Right. Something along the lines of having a culture guy or just a someone who's really going to make that big of a difference for your team versus the difference of purposely basically losing the game. <laughs> and you saw the faces on the players last night. You think Zach Ertz wanted to go out his la- probably his last game as an Eagle like that? Well, and that's where the mystery lies with me because, and, and I'm generally saying this, right? Like I, I'm not just like a guy like, you know, the Madden pump up video, but it's like in a world where you ask your players to give constant effort, constant focus every single day, grants their job, but like it's your job to try to win the football game. So like if the minute you start straying away from that plan, it's like, it's, it's a bad taste to your prince. Like what culture are you establishing there? Right. There is no, you know, Joe and I were talking about, there is no culture. And right, like, and I'm looking at the chat, right, like, this, to me, I, I don't, I don't see a culture. Because to your point, you got Jalen Hurts sitting there be like, what? Right, and you saw the press conference, he's like, I, I don't know, he's a coach, like, you got to let me know. And you got Carson Wentz declined to speak, yeah. right, you, you know, and then you got basically him and, and Deshaun and Zach Hurts, like, just chatting on the side. It's like, it's, and then the weird thing is, then all the while, it's like, like here's here's the basically the funny thing I sit here. Everyone knows the media is a sham in a sense, and everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'd be like, look, no, right? Like anything you hear in these press conferences, it's it's what you want to hear, it's what they're supposed to say, da da da. But that's also part of the song and dance. Like, right? Like I always love press conferences because it's a fine line of look. Like you can't get out of it. Like you gotta obviously answer questions correctly in some degree. But you can also weasel and you know spin out of it and just give the media something to chew on, but it doesn't give anything away competitively. Right? Like Doug's basically just sitting here lying, and everyone's like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute!" This whole like the lying thing. I know you're lying. It's like, and he's just like, "Lying? I'm not lying." It's like, "No, but you're doing it again now, right there. That's what you're doing. You're lying again." He's like, "I'm not." It's like that to me. It's it just and what I don't like if I was an Eagles fan is like, why? Why is it? 
like because your players are looking at that with that same kind of response. It seems like mm-hmm. that's that to me is the more alarming thing in this entire situation. It's not they don't know the Giants anything. It, it, it's right, and I'm not going to sit here and give you the whole oh well the Giants shouldn't have finished six and ten. They wanted to make the play. All right, right. Everyone, wow, you're such a great football analyst for figuring that out. Um, yeah. Right, but at the same point, I think. It, it just was so strange. You don't see that. It's not Pop Warner. No, exactly. And and I will get it out there and say, as the Giants fan, that everyone thinks I'm probably being a crybaby over this situation. I Like you just said, Karen, I fully get a 6-10 and 10 team. We, we made our bet and we laid in it. There was numerous games we should have won. So that is what it is. Like we were a 6-10 team. Would have been great to make the playoffs. Of course, we're upset that the Eagles lost and did what they did. Every fan, no matter what team you root for, is going to be upset. Put yourself in our shoes. You're going to feel the same exact way. If you're oh, not, it's sickening. You know, it's sickening. So the whole thing is just, it's just, it's just a shame. That's all. And it's just, it's obviously, you know, it's, I am going to say it's a shame. It's, it's, it's hard to see that in professional sports and something that, you know, being on prime time and randomly in the fourth quarter when they're needed the most. And you would think that you'd want to get Jalen Hurts some confidence and stuff. You just see, the rug get pulled out from under. It's kind of, it's a shame. And honestly, I would, I, I'd be upset to be an Eagles fan today. Just like I am a Giants fan. I'd be upset either way. So, well, and I love, I love Alex. I love brother, by the way, I love what Alex is saying um, with, with just, it, it, you can have both, right? That the Giants should have done more and right. done better. But at the same point with Doug Peterson, like what the hell are you doing? And I love also uh, just what the chat was saying too. It's like, it's amazing how, that the, somehow the Eagles found a way to piss off Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. Like, that's a good point. What? Right? Like, it, it's it's so bizarre. And, and it's funny. I use the Seinfeld analogy with the Doug Peterson thing where it's like the, – the, and I've used this before on the show, the whole episode where he's taking the IQ test. It's like, why did you use the door? Why didn't you use the door? And he's like, door? The window is right here. It's like, like why wouldn't Nate deserve to play? It's like, this is pro ball. <laughs> like, this, like, like, this doesn't fly. I don't know. Yeah. Was that all choppy there for a second? No, no, you're good. I was reading the chat. No, oh. it's, uh, yeah, no, it, it, you know, it, it's unfortunate for sure. Um, hopefully they can rectify it, you know, moving forward next year. We'll see if the damage is done. And, but Like throwing Sudfeld's into the fire. Good God. I mean, that interception, Jesus. I mean, that really reminded me of like just playing in the backyard where it's like, dude, just go as far as you can. And then it's just like, yeah. but I actually can't yeah. like. And, that, and that's what I meant about earlier. I wasn't trying to be smart when I said like, did did Nate Sudfeld, did Doug Peterson do Sudfeld any justice? No, I, I knew you, I knew exactly what you meant. Because that tape, like this is what the players always, this is why everyone plays hard to win is because everything they do is on tape and is on constant scrutiny. And it is always under review by every potential team, agent, whatever out there looking to do anything signed from a financial and business perspective. So this, if anything, just damaged Sudfeld even more. <laughs> it's the epitome of throwing someone in the fire. That's literally what it is. Right? Yeah, it's, it's like saying, giving someone a little floaty and dropping them in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Good luck. Yeah. I love, I love the, Alex, give me love in the chat for the beard. Oh, I appreciate it. You know, it. Yeah, dude. It's been a little over a month, actually, I think. It's Has it? It's the longest I've ever had, yeah. yeah. I'm not, dude, I like it. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I'm a little scruff. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I got as much scruff as uh, the Cowboys have playoff life. All right, Alex, let's, <laughs> let's jump into that game here for a second. All right, I know... It's not on the happiest of terms for you. <laughs> but you should be proud about this win, right? So I'll almost just give you the soapbox. Transitioning off the Eagles game, going to the Giants game, just to set the backdrop real quick before you go. The winner of this game had a chance to win the division if, if the uh, Washington football team had lost. 
uh, which the Giants won the game, obviously, with the nice defensive stand at the end there. So with that, Zach, take it away. Yeah, no, it, I feel I feel really good about it because you, when we were texting this morning, you kind of called me down from all my emotions that were running me hot. <laughs> was saying how that was a Week 17 game. It was essentially a playoff game in a in a sense. Had that feel to it, like you need to win for a chance instead of losing, you're out. And we pulled through. Daniel Jones played a strong game, I would say, not a phenomenal game, but he played a strong game, a game that you need to play to win that type of game. He did it. The defense stood up. Xavier McKinney stepped up. Love what I'm seeing out of him. Obviously, the game-winning interception to seal the deal. You know, seeing just the the culture that we have right now and the camaraderie across the whole team from from a long snapper to starting quarterback is just a beautiful thing to see. And it's something that I haven't felt or seen since the Tom Coughlin era, like middle of the Tom Coughlin era. Um, you know, even though six and 10 is six and 10, like I, I get it, but just seeing how the team is playing together, seeing the body language, everyone's fully bought in to Joe judge. And I really can't wait to see what hopefully will be a normal off season with training camps, mini camps, things like that. I just can't wait to see what next year will bring. You know, I love this team. I really do. I really think that we're a couple fine tuning and fine tweaks away becoming a divisional champion in, in all honesty. So and that's not, that's an unbiased opinion. When you watch them play, it's like you, you see it. I think Daniel Jones needs to prove himself in year three. That's what it really comes down to. A couple more offensive weapons and hopefully that does it. Yeah. See, I think that's the identity right there. I, well, I should say, I think you kind of found one a little bit this year, but I think that's the key, right? And it's like, no kidding, Karen, your quarterback's the key. It's like, yeah, but right. I mean, hear me. Yeah, I, it's your, it's actually perfect in a sense because you, you saw enough to get excited. You also saw enough where there's room to grow. Like you just said all that. And it's it's funny because now you're also like kind of sliding into that like three year bell curve with the quarterback where it's like okay now you're starting the training wheels need to come off like you know you gotta start looking good yourself like right like you, you got the coach you got the culture like you, you're you're starting to get the check marks like you got weapons like Darius Slayton like th- like next year it's no well he's just gotta stop turning the ball over it's like okay no he's just the quarterback that turns the ball over a lot right like those little nuances to his game. But I think, and that's what I was saying to you when we were texting this morning. I think, you know, backwards, weird way, like that's what you're excited about. You just want a gut check yesterday as a Giants fan, right? Because it's funny, I have my notes, like for the Cowboys, like the only thing I really have is like, I have never been more confused about a team. Now, albeit they also get a free kind of like gypsy wave because we'll be like, oh, well, Dak wasn't playing, right? But at the same point, they were a vexing team even when they had him, right? So it's not like we were sitting there when they were there and be like, dude, this team is unstoppable, right? Like, no. So their defense is shaky. Their special teams are shaky. And I'll even say as a Packers fan that was with Mike McCarthy all those years, I sit there and say, wow, a lot of the flaws that we had, that all the doubts that I had as a Packers fan with him, kind of shed, you know, they came to light, I should say. The light was shed on them when they were with the Cowboys. So I'm not sold on that. But all right, but back to the Giants. So I think what's good about you guys, like I was saying, is you have a direction. Now, and and and, and – I I don't want to be mean when I say this. You you need to still make six and ten corrections if that makes sense. You win six yeah. and ten. You need people need to be held accountable for that. Absolutely, the drop balls that result in interceptions, the sloppy you know ball handling in the pocket. Absolutely, right? Because if you go eight and eight and you lose in the first round, everyone's like, "Oh, you're right there. You're two wins away from being ten and six. It's like, but maybe you're not two wins away as a team, mm. right? So this is going to give you a good scrub, and you might jump from being six. I always like those jumps because. 
you're going to get a draft pick. You're going to get some some bodies to build off, and then it's like, okay, well, so you might go, you might go twelve and four next year instead of eight and eight. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. you can make that jump. So I, I mean, I'm not saying they are, but I'm just saying in general it can happen. Uh, but I think a lot of that, like I said, is predicated on if Daniel Jones is good. So yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, a little little fun fact. I know this is all hypothetical, but I said in the, in the Giants chat this morning, Coughlin went six and ten his first year as head coach, then eleven and five the next year. So. Hoping, hoping that's the case for Judge, too. But it's all going to come down to Daniel Jones, absolutely, because the team around him is there besides maybe one or two offensive weapons. So, And, and let's stop and look at the NFC East as a whole. Because, right, and, I, and I'm looking at what Joe was saying in the chat, too, about how, you know, the, evil, the Eagles, Jesus, or I almost said the Eagles, Jesus, uh, are on the downward curve, much like kind of like the Phillies, how they won their title, and then, you know, it, it deteriorated in the mid-2000s. It's And, and that's... When you look at that, that's they're they're. I mean, them in Dallas. I sit there. It's like they're a TV show where I'm just like the, the season ended. It's like okay, like a, I guess the season premiere will be in, in another year, but I don't know what to expect. I have no idea. I, I, I not to be the, the negative guy, the pessimistic person on the show tonight, but I feel like if you're the Eagles, I I just feel like there's so many question marks with the line. There's question marks with the coaching. There's question marks with the linebacking core, right? Like, there's, like, there's a lot of question marks, and there's question mark well, who's going to play quarterback, right? Like, and and then you look at it and you say, okay, well, Dallas, same thing. I'm like, well, my question marks for them is okay. Well, the things that seem to be the Achilles heel of Mike McCarthy are coming to life right now, right? So it's like, all right, like neither one of those give me a good taste in my mouth. I I think, and like what Joe's saying, Chad, I think the division's flipped, right? Like. You got Washington, who is, I mean, they're a quarterback away from being a problem. I think, like I, I keep saying this, I think Washington's defense, their front seven, are the best thing that anyone in that division has to offer right now. Um, but I also think that, right, like they've, they've, they've got Gibson, they, they've got, you know, they got Scary Terry, they lead the wide receiver course. So they're, man, I, I and, but they're like you guys too, you know? Like, right, but then the question is, I don't know if Daniel Jones is good. And where we can sit there, I'm not going to spin around that topic. But it's like, that's the, right? I mean, so I don't know. It's an interesting division. Yeah, it is. that, And I like what Joe said in the chat. The division's flipped. Yeah, it really it really is right now. I mean, the thing with Washington that I'm very intrigued with is this. Alex Smith is 36 years old. We all know what he has gone through, what he's been through. And the fact that they made the playoffs, they won the division. I almost wonder if this is like the pinnacle, you know, for him with, with everything he had to go through. And I wonder if he returns next season or if he retires or not. I, you know, I'm not sure where he stands yeah. at that. So if he does retire, then what? <laughs> That's the real question. Are you going to go to Kyle Allen? Like, or, or what are you doing? You know, so I don't know what to think with, with Washington. I mean, yeah, their defense is there for sure. But like you said, they're a quarterback away. So if Alex Smith is a quarterback next year, then absolutely they could be, they'll be right at the top again battling it out it's a quarterback market though yeah you think about all the different quarterbacks that are out there right now you got cam Jameis, sam darnold maybe sam yeah wentz is going to be on the market yeah so Uh, you're right no i'm trying to think who else phil rivers yeah yeah phil rivers maybe Maybe, um i mean that's i doubt it but you know yeah but hey you never know no one thought he was gonna be names so yeah they're out there they're names that are out there you know, so Matt Stafford could be a possibility. Matt if, Ryan? Matt Ryan. Yeah, because, I mean, Atlanta, they're probably going to be starting to dismantle that, maybe, you know, so. 
Um, all right, about to. It's funny. Speaking of flipping, uh, the coaching changes. There was a good amount of flips. Uh, six of them all together up until this point, unless uh, someone's got fired right before we get on the air. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, it's almost like snowing, where I feel like, oh, okay, well, like the snow's basically ended. You know, like the coaching <laughs> firing, so the most part have ended. Uh, Anthony Lynn got fired today. Uh, that was the most recent one, right? Yeah. Um, and then for the Chargers, and then uh, Doug Maroon was that was that last night or was that this morning? Was that technically this morning? I think it was early this morning. Like, oh, he, rumors are he won't be back last night. And then this morning, yeah, I think eight a.m. It was like, all right, <laughs> so. it's like it's like, it honestly reminds me of like an executioner. Like, all right, who's next? Doug Maroon, like you know, yeah. zap. All right, step on up. And obviously, Adam Gase was like right up there at the top of that list. You know, so the fact yeah, that he, he made it to the end of the year is pretty phenomenal to me. I know. I thought like that was more of a Jets thing, just yeah. trying to be classy. Yeah. But, but yikes, yeah. So there's, you know, all the coaching firings. Um, it's funny, so I'm looking at the chat, so I think it's interesting. Could you imagine uh, Darnold with, uh, with the Washington football team? Hey, better offensive line. You know, I'm not a huge Sam Darnold uh, advocate, as we all know, so – and real quick, speaking of Washington, what, looking at the chat too, what what are your thoughts on their opportunity or not their opportunity? What, what are their chances, their odds of of beating Tampa? I don't. We'll, we'll get into the whole playoff thing in a second, but just little, just a little little, little 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 tease because the one what's been the common recipe of beating Tom Brady throughout his career? Hitting him, hitting him, right? Getting pressure as with any quarterback, but especially Brady, it seems so. I mean, Chase, Chase Young, Jonathan, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, you know, Kerrigan, all that whole gang. It's going to be a long day, I think, for Tampa. I think Tampa will win, but I think it's going to be a lot tougher and closer than people think. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see. Just, I, I don't know if, like, because look at the chat, right? Like, if, they, if their offense is, is bleh, as they were last night, that's, that's what kind of doesn't get me going. Yeah, if their offense plays how they did last night, it'll be a double-digit loss. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, this reminds me of, like, the Panthers playing them. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good comparison, to be honest. Oh, well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, all right, but I'll say it's that point. Well, it's funny. We're looking at those coaching firings. I'll read off the list again. So it's the Texans, the Lions, the Jaguars, the Jets, and the Falcons, and the Chargers. Um, and it's funny because I wrote down to We'll get through all the Week 17 games, and we got to rip through them, but – the way I, I kind of, you know, grouped this up, Zach, and it's funny how our minds were, were thinking alike today. <laughs> There's no sense in breaking down Jets, Patriots, or Broncos, uh, Raiders, right? Like, there's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's that point. Let's talk about the coaching firings and hirings and stuff. Real quick, we're to like, I'm like who, who do you think is going to get hired by who? We don't know. But if you just had for fun, just to speculate, out of the six teams available, which of those jobs do you think is the best? And I can read off the list again if you need to know. No, I, I really like the Chargers. I mean, I really like the Chargers the, the best. I, I think, and not to be, you know, hot takes, predictions, clickbait guy, I think Eric Bieniemy would be a dream for the Chargers with his offensive mind, knowing the Chiefs in that division and with how they do certain things. You know, it's uh, – I think he'd be a perfect match there, especially with all the weapons that have just been significantly underutilized, in my opinion, at, in Los Angeles. I, you know, to me, the Chargers, to answer your question, the Chargers are absolutely the team that I would like to be the head coach of, if, you know, hypothetical situation. Because, like I said, all the offensive weapons they have, Austin Eckler will be back fully healthy. Um, they have some depth in that backfield, maybe take some of the, the load off of him. 
you know, you know, Keenan Allen, Pro Bowler, you don't need to say too much about him. And Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, I mean, it's right there. And on defense, too. But for some reason, they haven't been all pieces together. And I think it's large part due to coaching in recent years. So I think the Chargers of all the pieces, they just need the right coach and culture there. Yeah, I, I agree. And Anthony Lynn going 33. Speaking of Anthony, we've got Anthony Lucci in the chat. What's up, brother? There you uh, go. Wish us a happy new year. I love that. Um, but I, I agree with, with the Anthony Lynn take. 33 and 31. And and we talked about how many close games they lost. I forget the exact stat, but it was awful. It was horrendous. So bad. It was really well, bad. Yeah. And and I I, like, I believe that half of those come down to coaching and the other yeah. half would be execution by the players. So. Which is also basically coaching. Which is basically, yeah, right, correct. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I just, all right. Is there a job you would hate out of any of those? Yeah. Because I agree with you about what the Chargers take. Yeah, I think the Jets is just a dirty situation as far as everything needs to get take, needs to get flipped upside down. So, for me, it's the Jets. What were your What were your two that you would love and would you would hate? Uh, well, the Chargers are the one I like, but, yeah. dude, I don't know, man. I Like, they all have their own baggage, right? Like, you could be the Texans, but it's like... See, to me, the Texans were my second most favorite one. Yeah, me too. That was mine too. But it's still like, you know... Isn't it kind of crazy that Deshaun Watson led the league in uh, passing yards this year? And they still... That's how far behind they are, in my exactly. opinion. Exactly. a roster. Yeah. Um, and they have no picks. So, like, that, you got that. And then the Lions, well, you're in the Aaron Rodgers neighborhood. Not that I'm, like, trying to be that guy. But, you know, at the same point, right? And they... they they also they but they have talent so you know it's like there's there's pros to go in there. Jacksonville, you got the first pick, but at the same point, I think their ownership in front office is a mess. Um, then you got the Jets, like you said, and yeah, I I like Joe Douglas though. So you know, and then the Falcons. What are you doing, Matt Ryan? Right, there's somewhere in the middle. Plus, you got to play Tom Brady and Drew Brees. I'll be I don't know how much longer, but you know, mm-hmm. still. Um, and then, yeah, and then you got the Chargers. So I don't know. I mean, did we talk about the bad here? Let's work through the bad teams too, real quick. Unless you had anything more you want to add in there. No, no. All right. That's Jets, Patriots. Cam's probably gone. Adam Gase is obviously gone. Anything you wanted to add? <laughs> nope. All right. Vikings and Lions. Uh, I think Zimmer and uh, Kirk are kind of not going to say they're like their last leg, but I think they're on a tighter leash. I think than people think. Um, and then the Lions, obviously, the search goes on, and they, they're going to replace their, their GM and their coach. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Anything else? No, I, I agree. They're definitely on thin ice. So um, Raiders, Broncos, speaking of thin ice, Vic Vangio is probably on thin ice. Um, and then uh, so is Drew Locke probably with his starting chances. And then uh, John Elway stepped aside of, like, the GM basically duties. And it's just like – it's basically it's Joe was saying for the Flyers. It's perfect. It's a Paul Holmgren effect. <laughs> um, so he'll be like the president of operations or whatever, but they'll now hire a new GM. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe some changes will happen there. And like I said, I, I, yeah, I think a lot of changes are going to happen there in the next year. I think, what, I think next year is their big – they'll get a GM this year and he'll just be like, I'll let you just do your thing one more year. And then let everyone say Drew Locke sucks. And then let everyone say that Vic Fangio is not a good head coach. And then they'll blow that whole thing up and that'll be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what I think. And the Broncos are a team that is, is the Broncos are similar to the chargers. I feel like except the chargers have more, the chargers have a leg up in my opinion from a talent. Cause they have a quarterback. Right. Cause the chargers, why? exactly. Exactly. That is, that is why. And the pass rush. And the pass rush. Yep. You're exactly right. So we'll see. I think Denver might be 
a little bit better next year just because I think another year in the system for like Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, I think they're going to utilize the weapons a little bit differently. Oh, Although it's Pat Shermer. Is this going to, oh, there we go. See, that'll always be like my, like, bring you back down to earth. Yeah. Really. Are, are they going to be our new Cardinals next year? The Broncos? Where you like buy into their, their weapons? And I'm like, nah. It's not I don't happen. think so. I don't think so. We're yeah. going to get to that, by the way, because I, I want to really like see where we, we basically ended up together. Like that bet just push <laughs> and everything. Um, but anyway, we'll, right, we'll get to that in, the, in a sec. Um, Chargers, Chiefs. At that point, obviously, the Chiefs are in great, great spot, but that game meant absolutely nothing for them. <laughs> no. Uh, the Chargers won four games in a row to close the season. All I really did was just scroll through draft position. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. And then Falcons, Bucks, same thing. Bucks are in the playoffs. It doesn't really stand for them. But Falcons, you know, maybe they'll hire Raheem Morris. Maybe they'll go in a different direction. They also are looking for a GM. So there's all that. Yeah, no, I want to say one thing with the Chargers. Although it did interrupt their draft position, um, kind of like we were talking about with the Eagles earlier, you know, it helped build confidence in Justin Herbert. The, the scheme, the, the seeing that, the, you know, the, the game speed, all that, just, it's nice to have wins under your belt to end the season moving forward just from a culture and team perspective. So That's fair. I feel like it's never bad to win something. You know what I mean? No, I mean – Everyone obviously views the draft, and it's important, of, of course, because it is. But to me, it's almost like if you're not like literally one of the worst teams, like the Jets or the Jags, then like in reality, like just play to try to try to win and let the cards fall where they fall. So yeah. Um, all right. Also, let's hop back into the meaningful games, though, sure. uh, and let's look at you want know, to do Jags and Colts. Not that it was really meaningful for the Jaguars, but uh, yeah, but it was a game the Colts needed to win, you know, in order to to get in. Especially how some other things shook out in the one o'clock slate. So yeah, yeah, they shook out. That's that's for sure. Yeah, what a move by Jonathan Taylor by the way on that run. Oh my gosh, thirty rushes for what two hundred fifty six yards? He went off. He did. He really. He. I tell you what. And I speaking from as a, as someone who had him in fantasy, he really hit his stride, pun intended. Um, the last you know month or two of the season. So he's. I think he's going to be a, a a force next season and in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm I'm proud of you for that draft pick, by the way. Well, I reached for him. I took him in the third or the in the second round. So, <laughs> but it's all right. It's all right. It worked out. So, hey, you still won the ring. Um, but no, I, I think it's that's another team that's a little scary. If I was in the AFC, I wouldn't want to really see the Colts. You know what I mean? Oh, I I completely agree. I think the the Bills got uh, got a rough draw in the first round with the Colts because the Colts are getting hot at the right time. I mean, so are the Bills, obviously, but. Well, it's funny speaking. Of, I mean, actually, that's a perfect little way to roll right in the Bills because I was going to say, yeah, they, they you got to do, you got to do, and they rolled over the Dolphins, but just just like, it would have been nice for them to play the Dolphins probably next week, but um, in the wild card round. But you know, here they are, and they'll play the Colts, um, like we just talked about. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, does, is it just me or does it feel like Tua needs like his hand held a little bit? I mean, he went six and three as a starter, but I just feel like he he. It was just blah. Well, I was going to say, is this game more about the Dolphins losing or, or the Bills winning? I think it's about the Dolphins losing. Like, you, this is literally your playoff, your game to get in, and you show up and you lose by 30. And I think it's ironic that Fitzpatrick was, was out. the final 56 to 26? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, like, Fitzpatrick was out, so it's not like you could put Fitzpatrick in as the closer, which I think is ridiculous. But, I know. I think it's so stupid. Yeah. Oh, it's a bullpen game. Oh, yeah. Shut up. So, <laughs> what's that tell you about your starting quarterback? Yeah, like, come on. Starting quarterback. Get out of here. Like, yeah. So, I, I think 
it's a shame because, uh, as we know, uh, the Dolphins are one of my teams I thought would make the playoffs this year. I mean, they still finished ten and six, or yeah, ten and six, right? Which is which is good, obviously, for them. But still, they're a little bit away. Well, that's the thing. I'll, I'm looking at my notes for them. It's funny they were up three nothing. <laughs> it's, it's like that Indiana Jones ready to lost arc scene with at the end with the you know it's like they're smiling when the chest got open. That was about it. But um, to answer to it, and I'm looking at his stats. He was 35 for 58 with 361 yards. So I'm going to give him a pass because I feel like Chan Gailey is a horrible offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys that somehow has been around forever, but he sucks everywhere he's been. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I think I'm basically sitting there. I'm just like, hold on. Wait a minute, Zach. Like, like that's where like, you're, you're right there. It's like, okay, if they start struggling next year, absolutely. But, and I think you're, 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 your thoughts are warranted too. I mean, right? Like, but I think it's a little early to maybe just claim that you know. Oh no, for sure. He I, needs I, to get his hand held. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just because think, to your point, they're, they're not they're right quite there yet. Yeah, and I mean, as the starter, like they went six and three, so you can't really ask for too much more. It's just it seemed it was just weird to me how they would keep Fitzpatrick in reserves and put him in when the game was at the tough spots and not Tua. It's just like, it was interesting. That's all. And, and then look at the Bills sweep the AFC East. I mean, they look good. I mean, it, it's, they're going to host their first playoff game since, what was it, December 28, 1996? So, yeah. yeah. And they're going to have, I believe, 6,700 fans in the stadium. Oh, really? That'd be cool. So, yeah, you'll see what Bill's Mafia is about. I've been saying it'll be loud there, even with only six thousand fans. I promise you. I believe it. Yeah. Um, is there any chance they get tripped up in that game? Oh, I think one hundred percent. I absolutely do. Because really, the, yeah. Because the Colts' defense, you know, under the radar, most of the season they were probably the best defense, and then kind of in the second half they like they stuttered a little bit. Probably it's about like the fifth, sixth ranked defense, something like that. But the Colts' offense has really ignited the last month. And Phil Rivers is playing decent ball. Overall, the team on offense is starting to look a little scary. Um, the Bills are hot, obviously. I hope the Bills don't get tripped up, you know, because I'd like to see them succeed. I think they deserve it, and Josh Allen's great. Um, but I could see it happening. That's why I love what Joe G's saying in the chat, too, asking uh, with, I guess, Stefan Diggs released uh, an article in the Players' Tribune saying they're going to shock the world. I didn't see that. Um, that reminds me of the boat trip. <laughs> Something where you just well, I was going to say, it reminds me of um, Joey Votto when they mm-hmm. played the, the Braves this year in the first round of the playoffs where it was like, yo, the Reds, the Reds, yo, honestly, the Reds, the Reds. By the way, have you ever heard of the Reds, Zach? And yeah. it was just like, swept. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that, what? <laughs> that's the scary thing. And that's like, like for example, it's a similar story. Logan Ryan texted Tom Brady after the Giants game and said, I'll oh, see you next week. And like, I'm like, why would you do that? Like, you know, why would you say that? You know, don't get too far ahead of yourself. Oh, uh, after you guys won? Yeah, last, yesterday after the Giants game, yeah. Well, why? Yeah, what? Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, don't – why do that to, to yourself? Because you just basically lost right there, you know. So, dance with the devil. Yeah, and that's – so, yeah, as much as Stefan Diggs has had a phenomenal year, you know, uh, leading, leading the league, was it, it was in receiving yards. Um, yeah. I, I don't like that. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that he did that. But uh, And plus, Frank Wright, I mean, he played in Buffalo. He knows how to get those boys set up. Now, the question is Philip Rivers, right, with that whole 
game. Yeah, because it could very well come down to like an errant gunslinging throw that gets picked off by, you know, um, Josh Norman <laughs> in the fourth quarter to end the game. So you're exactly now, right. Now, to that point, we're talking about the Dolphins, and we can sit here and we'll, we'll talk about that in the offseason, right? We could be like, Zach, where do they go from here? We'll, we'll get to that in the offseason. Yeah. But, um, but to that point, the reason why we're talking about them in such a, a eulogy type tone is because uh, the other teams won, took care of their business, right? The Titans beat the Texans, not, you know, I think they would have been over them anyway, but then, right, the Ravens beat the Bengals, Browns beat the Steelers. And so let's just kind of hop through all those real quick. Which one do you want to go with first? Let's talk about the Titans game because that was actually a lot closer than what I think we all expected it would it's be. Oh, the game. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah, you want to break that Derek, down? Derek Hen- say, Good well, Derek, yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry <laughs> goes out and, uh, I'm sorry. Well, field goal. I was that field goal was a little nuts. <laughs> I mean, at first of all, I thought he missed it. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, it was the old, uh, the old doinking in. I mean, Derrick Henry goes out and rushes for 250 yards and cracks the 2,000 yard barrier. I mean, he basically just carried them. And just Sam Sloman nails that field goal, which, I mean, let's look at this again real quick. How does this, I, the way, the way this is going, it looks like it's fading away from the goalpost. So I, I have no idea how this actually hit and went in. Oh, I know. I know. Um, but I will say kudos to the, the Texans for really for showing up in a fairly meaningless game for them, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, that that speech that J.J. Watt gave last uh, last week about, you know, the fans and, and playing, you know, hard and everything like that, I think it really set the tone for this game. And they definitely came out and played hard. I mean, Brandon Cooks, I mean, geez, 11 catches, 166 yards, two touchdowns. Like, the whole team was bought in. But kudos to the Titans. Yeah. Know? And like you said, Derrick Henry uh, uh, winning the rushing title. Good Lord. I mean, 3,000 yards with eight-time in NFL history. Yeah, he, he's literally their offense here. I mean, Tannehill was, was 18 for 27 for 216 yards and a touchdown. Like, that's very pedestrian. That's just game management right there. And you basically <laughs> just the ball to Derrick Henry. Nothing wrong with game management. We all know No, 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 no. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's fine. That's how it is. But I'm just saying, like, Derrick Henry literally is their offense, so. <laughs> well, it's funny too that you say that because I'd almost double down to the Tannehill take and say he's putting those numbers up with a defense showing him the look of we have to stop the run at all costs. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, that's a good point. They're exactly right. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he's an absolute beast. It's scary, that's for sure. <laughs> I would um, hate to be a linebacker against him. No, I know for sure. All right, but also, let's flip. Uh, speaking of linebackers, one that's got a pretty good core is the old Ravens, and they have been on fire. Uh, they've been on a tear. By the way, do we want to talk real quick about the Titans? And our, well, we'll get to them in the playoff picture in a minute. But anyway, let's get to the Ravens because they're hot. They're red hot. Um, they're the team that everyone was probably in the AFC saying, I hope they don't get in. But they're in. Uncle Ricky's got to be proud right now. Yeah, no, he, he really should. I mean, <laughs> they are hot. They've uh, they've they've had a fairly semi-easy schedule to, finish, to seal the, week, the season out. But, hey, they're still tough NFL games, and they won them. So they're doing what they have to do. They're in the playoffs. That's all that matters. Now let's just see if Lamar Jackson can get that uh, that first postseason win. And, and they're against the Titans. Is that right, Karen? Yeah. It's funny that we're just talking about the Titans because it's just two teams. I mean, it's in Tennessee, but there just seems to be a different flavor about this game. I don't know. Yeah. They're, I, I have a feeling this could be like the game of the weekend, to be honest with you. You think so? I really this do. This is the Sunday first game, I think, the one o'clock game. Sunday at one. Yep, that's fun. Yeah. Um, it's, just gonna be a tough, it's just gonna be a tough 
like hard nosed game with the running with both their running styles the teams have. It's going to come down to I think like one turnover and it's going to be the game. I think it's going to come down to an interception by Jackson or Tannehill and that's what's going to what's going to be it because he, both defenses really aren't like the Ravens aren't the Ravens that they used to be on defense. They're both defenses I'd say are pretty middle of the road so. It's going to be fun. A revenge game, too, for you know, the Titans going into to Baltimore last year and knocking them out so you know the Ravens can return the favor this year. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe they use that as motivation. Um, oh, Jackson, yeah. you know, he's not putting up stellar numbers, but he's playing a lot better lately. So, yeah, we'll see. See if he carries that in. And then real quick, let's – at the Bengals, I mean, I, I think there's a lot you can just say, right? Joe Burrow's got to come back. Zach Taylor's got one more year probably left on his, like, leash, if you will. Anything else you want to add with them? No, I know. I think you pretty much hit hit it on the head. I mean, they definitely need some help on defense, and um, I think a little bit of offensive line help too. But otherwise, I mean, they have weapons on offense. They really do. Yeah, um, T. Higgins was a nice little ad for them. Yeah, yeah, he was. You know, we'll see what the future holds for uh, for AJ Green. You know, Tyler Boyd, good good option there that they have. Uh, Giovanni Bernard really stepped up in the absent in the absence of uh, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. So, you know, I'm excited to see what Joe Burrow is going to going to produce next year i think he's going to come back pretty hot and, and for zach taylor's sake i mean i think i think taylor will be fine for next year because of that building the chemistry still with joe burrow so it's going to be a do or die year for taylor i think and then moving from you know one ohio football team to the other up north the, the browns you know we're talking about you know the, the bills first time for this first time for that browns first time going to the playoffs since 2002 you know, kudos to them i mean it's it just puts in perspective how this cruel, cool sports world can be. Oh, I know. And you know who they played in that game in 2002? You know, it's – oh, man. That's such a good – that's a Zach Trevor question. Damn it. I was going to look it up, too, and I just I just didn't. Um, it was the Steelers. I was – damn it. I was actually going to say the Jets, but – and I guess they lost, right? The, the Browns did lose, yes. <laughs> yep. You think they're going to lose this game? Or should let's talk. Let's talk about the game they just won before yeah. we start asking if they're going to win or lose this game. Um, gritty game. They were up by more. The game was was probably well. It's, I, I shouldn't say the game was close to the score indicated because the Steelers had a chance to get the two point conversion and tie it yeah. at the end. Uh, but the Browns were in control for the most part. Kind of you know it was a little maybe they probably were thinking a little bit you know in advance. Uh, but here we go. They're going to play each other. You know this week coming up. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the Steelers or the the Browns and whatnot? I'm really happy for them. Uh, definitely a fan base. Every fan base deserves, obviously, to have a team in the playoffs, but they've been through the ringer, needless to say. So I think, I think it's huge. And I think as long as the Browns can continue to control the game with running with Chubb and Hunt, um, I think they're going to be tough. And I think they could be, they could be a challenge, even with, even with Big Ben, you know, refreshed. Yeah. Uh, well, does this game mean anything for the Steelers? You know, not really. I think if I'm the Steelers, I'm I'm like I'm I'm more I'm I'm excited if I'm the Steelers because I'm like wow, we literally just lost off a two point conversion to the Browns, and we had our starting quarterback on the bench. You know, so I think if anything, it, it might light a fire under the Steelers. Yeah, I think I think the Steelers win, but I I I could see the Browns winning. I don't know why. I know, that's that's gonna be another really this good game. wild card round. Could be that's the Sunday night game, so that'll be that'll be good. And hey, like we've like we've said, Baker Mayfield under the lights is a whole different animal. So that'll be that'll be very interesting. And I think it's kind of crazy that the Steelers were at one point eleven and zero, and they finished twelve and four. I know. Talk about limping through the finish Pretty line. Wild, right? Their last four. Yeah. 
Um, all right, but that's it. Team that's won the last six, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Eh? There right, you but, go. Um, yeah, all right, big win for them, right? Taking out the Chicago Bears, getting the one seed. I don't know how much we have to harp on this game. The Bears made the playoffs. They back in at eight and eight. Um, it's fine. I was also part of my take this morning, and they were just saying, like, you don't, have to, you don't apologize, right, for getting the playoffs. And I, and I, I agree with that take. I think uh, if you're the Bears, you, you know, you got to you know, take take what it is. But I think this is a good win for the Packers, right? I, I mean, obviously, I could sit here my laundry list full of things like, oh, this and that. Um, Adrian Amos is a beast, per usual. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is obviously the MVP, in my opinion. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, they're just it's, – it's just a matter of winning three games. I think having the playoffs run through Lambeau as an opposing fan who has been there, and you know how it is because your yeah. mouth says it all, um, I think that is a huge advantage, fans or no fans, just because of what Lambeau brings to the table, just like the, the mystique and the aura that it brings. And, and, you know, no one plays better there than the Packers do, especially in a nice snowy playoff game, which there could very be one, which would be pretty cool. Now, I you know, I, I, had dreams, Karen, I had dreams of somehow us, the Giants making it to the divisional round and going to Lambeau, and then we were going to go. If they were going to allow 1,000 fans, we would be two of those 1,000 because I would have gone. I would have gone. I would, I, would gone? Have, I would have driven there. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I would have too. Damn. I mean, get that stimulus check. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I, I have thought about it. I don't know if they're going to let fans in for the playoffs, but I'm definitely going to take a look and see how much it would cost. A little road trip? Yeah, a sidetrack road trip? Would you be down? You know, I, I love it there. Probably just as much as you. So. That'd be wild. Uh, it would, but but no, I think this game is huge because I'm, I mean, I had a feeling the Bears were going to put up a little bit more of a fight than what they did, and the fact that the the Packers just stomped them that hard really shows, you know, proves yet again that the Packers are legitimate, like we both know, but some people don't. Yeah, and I think when we look at Rodgers, right? He's going to win the MVP, right? I mean, we talked about it with your clickbait, but um, okay. that's that's a lock. I think so. I mean, the, the odds for him are minus 400, so I would sure hope that it's a lock. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I thought uh, I thought they looked good. I think it's right to matter of matchups. And, you know, I think when you look at it, it's just like a perfect way to spin it into we're talking about the Saints. Um, you know, they get the win uh, against Carolina and because they were on the heels of maybe getting the one seed themselves. They'll be the two seed playing the Bears that we just talked about. Um they didn't have any running backs, but it's kind of funny. Of course, they have Ty Montgomery just in their back pocket to just yeah. save the day. The ultimate utility player. I know, right? <laughs> he gets 108 yards, and of course, Taysom Hill gallops around. But any, any other thoughts you want to add with, with uh, that matchup? No, not at all. I think the Bears uh, could be a challenge for the Saints, but I don't, I don't know. I mean... I love the chat saying, I love the good Packers. Love, you gotta love that. Yeah. Um, in Seattle, that they were in a game. It was almost like the only thing missing was them being in Seattle. But right, I mean, but it, it was Seattle and all over it, and they come back and they win twenty. What was it, twenty six to twenty three? Was the final? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe the score of this game. They were down by two two scores, right? When the fourth. That's the only thing that was keeping me sane when the Packers were, you know, when it was not close, if, or I should say, when the game was close at first, because I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, at least Seattle might lose. Oh, I know it's uh. I can't believe it. And Seattle, to me, is a team that's really just kind of like finding their way blindly to the playoffs right now. That's a team I'd be concerned about if I were a Seahawks fan. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Dude, what happened here? Cardinals, man. <laughs> I get I get Kyler got hurt, but 
Yeah, well, guess what? The Rams had a backup quarterback in. Yeah, I was going to say, they went 8 Like, come on. Like, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, so, man, I I really don't know, but for whatever it was, it just didn't. Dan Arnold was the leading receiver for the Cardinals with 46 yards. DeAndre Hopkins only had, he had 10 targets and only four catches, Karen. Like, it just, uh, there was just so much going on, and I think that they're, it's a shame. Uh, yeah, it really is. But, uh, you know, I think they were a product of a really tough division, for one, not to make an excuse. I think for two, I think even though I've been on the, the Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler bus, I think Kingsbury still needs some – has a lot of learning left to do with some of his decision-making. So Maybe a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's a shame that Kyler got hurt because I think if he's in the whole game, I don't think this is really that close. But you can't go back and – fix an ankle so you know and, and where, do, where do we find ourselves in our dialogue with me saying the cardinals were going to suck i know it's kind of like now it's, it's a draw basically it really was a draw it's really a stalemate they were better than a six-win team or i was saying they'd be less than six wins but they didn't make the playoffs either so it's like i feel like they're an eight and eight team that should have been ten and six like easily but it could have also been six and ten that could have also been you're right exactly right the hail mary game and you know <laughs> like oh yeah yeah, that's a good good point. They could they could easily be seven and nine if they lose that game, which they they could have. So, <laughs> and then we're talking NFC East territory. So, but I'll say, yeah, yeah, hey, you know what? But to that point, the NFC East got a team in, much like everyone else has pulled through a playoff tree real quick. Look at this in all of its glory. So, are the Chiefs and Packers are the one seeds getting home field in their respective conferences? Um, I'm not going to act like I'm like trying to be Joe Cool. Like saying that, like just like oh yeah, the Packers. Or, I'm excited. I know I'm excited. Yeah, but you know, hey, you gotta be excited. Hey, you gotta you gotta enjoy it, man. Why you beginning though? This is like this is like this is national treasure. We just got the Declaration of Independence. Like it's a hell of a heist, and you're hyped up. But like this is certainly not the end of the treasure map. Like you gotta. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah you still gotta go. You know, gotta go get the bifocals, and you know. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're eating the calamari and bread right now when you're yeah. out to a nice Italian dinner. You didn't get the full course yet. No, just don't poison it. No one's going to shoot me like it's an Italian restaurant. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. There you go. Love Bottle it. Of red. All right. Um, so, yeah, here it is. Uh, all right. But let's actually let's turn it in here for a second. Let's just look at the wild card games. Um, this is a hell of a slate, man. What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> like, I know. Just basically oh, sitting on the couch. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun to watch this. Um, Every dude, game. Dude, we should do a weekend show. I know. We really should. Wild card. A little wild card. Uh, yeah. Whimsy, if you want to call it. I like that. <laughs> um, but, but, sorry, what were you going to say? No, just the AFC especially. Every game in the AFC is like you don't know who's going to win. You, it's These are going to be really tough, really tough to predict. Like the fact that the Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorites right now is insane to me, but I get it at the same time. So I think it was seven-and-a-half. Oh, I love look, we have a little national – yeah, see, I, yeah, I got the I got the national treasure shout-out going. <laughs> it's a little Monday analogy. Um which game are you? Oh, I need it. I need it right now. Let's see. I, for me, it's for me. It's the uh, the Colts and the Bills. I think I'm glad. I'm very happy. Right out of the gate. I'm happy. This is the first game because both these teams are are similar to me as far as their defenses are. Especially the Bills have started been playing a lot better, and both offenses I think are explosive. I think the Bills have the slight edge, but it's just. It's such a cool game, too, because this is the Bills' first game since, like we said, 96, right, in the playoffs. And and Phil Rivers is probably his – this is probably his goodbye tour, in my so opinion. Cool. So, it's just like, man, there's just so much. And I feel like 
I don't know. I, I get I get some strings attached to some of my fantasy players, and the fact that I have Jonathan Taylor and Stephon Diggs, even though we're the season's over or in this game, is just kind of cool. So that's fun. Yeah, a little victory lap for him. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess so. But um, fun. Yeah. I'll make, make a, I'll make a Washington and Tampa. Really? That's I don't know why. Because that to me that game's like, eh. I, someone's got to win, and it's like, can is Washington's pass rush going to be like hellish? Which I think they can be. It's if it was in Tampa, I wouldn't be that excited about this game. But it's 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 at night. It's in DC. I'm actually gonna take a look and see what the weather is for that game. Not that you know. Let's see what the weather channel says. And the Bucks are actually minus eight and a half. It's eight and a half now. Well, on ESPN, it shows eight and a half. I mean, um, could change. Right, Saturday, Sunday with a high of thirty-nine. So probably like you know, like thirty degrees or whatever. Big cold game. Yeah, it's crazy used to, but still, yeah. yeah. Whatever. I don't know. I'm just intrigued to see how that one goes. I'd love to see Chase Young sack Brady multiple times. I think that could happen. So we'll, we'll see. If, 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 if Washington wins, that would be one of the biggest <laughs> wild card weekend. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. You get the mojo going. That's right. All right. Yeah, speaking of that, good job, Kieran. I like that. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. Well, Mojo Monday. Yeah, right? gotta get the Mojo Monday vibes cooking. As always. Um, do you want to go first? Or, yeah, I'll, I'll just go first just because mine sucks. Um, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to give mine to Kirk Cousins. He got his dance moves out. Look at that. Look at Kirk dancing. Oh, man. He's got the he's, he's like Jagger. I think it's actually funny how we're both giving love to teams that we don't necessarily root for in life. But, you know, I th- I'm, just, I'm just happy Kirk was having a little fun dancing with the boys. That, show, that shows how much we've really grown. Right? Yeah. Growth, Zach. That's growth. right. It was growth. <laughs> uh, what about you? Yeah, so as much as it's going to pain me to, to say this, but again, growth. My Mojo Monday goes to Ohio State. We're going to talk a little college football, you know. Um, Such a good one. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they not only beat Clemson, but they beat them by 21 points, 49 to 28. Uh, Justin Fields threw for six touchdowns. The, the Ohio State defense made Trevor Lawrence look like he was Joe Schmo walking down the street picking up a freaking a hoagie. Like, just look, made him look average, you know, and – the fact that Dabo came out and said that he thought the you know, Ohio State was the 11th ranked team, <laughs> and then Ohio State just comes out and shoves it right in his face is pretty, it's pretty good. So yeah, good for them. I think they're gonna. I think they could be a challenge for Bama. I really do. It might be. Although I wonder if that that was them just unloading the clip. That's a good point because you know how it is. You use all your your mojo, we'll, we'll say, it, in one game. Then the next game, you're you're a little burnt out. So it's very possible. I love uh, I love the Michael Jordan meme where he's like, I took that personally, <laughs> but it's spot on. No, and I think I think it's important because I do. Me and JP talked about it. We were saying we could see Ohio State winning that game before that because just, you could just feel you could taste it. But like with that, it's like you're just whistling past the graveyard when you just keep saying, "Oh, I voted them 11th. and like that whole get up. Oh, I know, and it was funny. I was staring at the old uh, Fanduel app, and I was like, "Man." To take Ohio State plus two thirty, I mean, you probably should take that just because it's Ohio State and they're they're double money line. But uh, I was like, I can't do it and shouldn't do it. I know. I thought the exact same thing. The numbers scared me away. Yeah, because I, I really thought that Clemson would still win regardless. But hey, you know that's why they're on Mojo Monday. Good job for Ohio State and Justin Fields. Yeah. What's that point? You know, and we're uh, we're looking for a good year, right? In twenty twenty one. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. New schedule. Yeah. We're doing just doing Monday and Thursday shows, which is kind of fun. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're gonna we're moving to Mondays and Thursdays, so we'll give you a nice little weekend uh, breakdown and analysis, and then on Monday, and another pre weekend analysis and what we think 
about the weekend ahead, so it should be fun. And we'll have a lot more content to come up on the site and everything, so real quick, you want to check us out on our audio stuff, Spotify and iTunes for all that cool stuff. Um, but also make sure you check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at underscore get sidetracked um, for all that cool stuff. And then make sure, like I said, check out the website because all the cool articles and content, especially Zach's been crushing it with the cool articles. And you got some cool stuff in the in the works coming up here in the in the coming weeks. Yeah, we got some uh, good some good stuff in the queue. Some ideas yeah. churned in there in the old hopper. From the uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I love it. So make sure you check out uh, our site, www.get-sidetrack.com, and check out that. And then uh, if you want to watch the video episodes of uh, Living Room Sports Talk, you can do that on Twitch uh, or YouTube. But if you're on Twitch, you can uh, follow us with the heart to the left or subscribe to the right. It's free on Amazon for all – or, yeah, free on Amazon Prime, I should say. Uh, if you want all the cool stuff with that, and then like I said, it's free to subscribe uh, on YouTube altogether, whatever you have. So you can check out highlights, clips, the whole getup um, for Living Room Sports Talk on uh, our YouTube channel as well. And then if you're, I mean, the holidays are over, so maybe maybe you're a little hungover from shopping. You need the hair of the dog, you know. You want to use buy like a like a phone case or something just to scratch that itch, you know. Eat a little, little chocolate or whatever with it. Um, check us out. You check out the store, all sorts of cool stuff: t-shirts. Um, Sweatshirts. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a really good job selling it. So I, I'm sorry, I've seen too many Christmas commercials. So I don't know how to, you know, at this point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all sorts of cool stuff on there, so you can check it out. Um, and yeah, some good stuff. So yeah, we'll be back on the air on Thursday to break down Wild Card Weekend, all that good stuff. But this was fun, Zach. You got anything uh, you want to take us out with? Ah, just just that we hope everyone had a nice uh, nice new year. Everyone was safe, health, healthy, and rung it in, you know, the right way. So. Yeah, no, to your point, just really looking forward to what 2021 has in store for us I and everyone it. else. I love it. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So, perfect. All right, we'll see everyone back on the other side on Thursday. Um, we'll have all sorts of fun stuff on Living Room Sports Talk. But, yeah, we'll see everyone back here uh, Thursday at 7 o'clock.